I must say I'm humbled by the appointment and I think um, uh, the people of South Africa, particularly our clients, who really showed faith in my abilities and are briefing us on complex matters. It is a very humbling experience. Mm-hmm. Now, what inspired you to study law, specifically commercial law? Look, um, you know, coming from the, you know, the apartheid-driven uh, segregation policy, you know, one always had to think to see where one could play a role uh, in South Africa. And one of the areas I felt we needed to pursue was the commercial law, because in my view, um, political rights means nothing without economic rights. And I noted that a lot of our lawyers are involved in the general human rights law relating to, you know, um, criminal law and, and other related areas of law, but the uncharted territories were the commercial law space. Mm-hmm. And that's where I felt that one needs to take the human rights struggle in that direction. Because as you may well know, we are new in this territory and I think we need to be involved in that so that we can fully claim to enjoy the economic rights that were brought about by the democratic dispensation. Mm-hmm. Now, you started your own firm, what, or your own firm rather. What made you do that? Look, like I've said, we felt we needed to create a firm that is unique, that is majority black-owned, mm-hmm. that actually represents the democracy of the country in a true sense. Mm-hmm. In actual fact, we felt that it's important that we define our own destiny, our own way, and in the way we believe will fit into the future of South Africa. Mm-hmm. And ours is not exclusive, but inclusive of everyone, but in a way that we believe will properly drive the transformation agenda. Tell us about that journey to get where you are today. It hasn't been a simple journey in actual fact. Uh, it started many, many years ago from the rural province of Limpopo uh, to Soweto and now to Santon. But it has been a difficult journey of sacrifice and um, hard work uh, because uh, one had to defy the odds and the poverty you know, that we find the majority of South Africans find themselves in. Uh, but when you have a direction and you're committed and you have the resolve to achieve what you want to do, the journey is much easier, although there are obstacles along the way. Peter, how was it um, growing up in Venda, in Lampopo, and, and how did it shape you to be the person that you are today? I give credit to my illiterate parents because I think uh, the they instilled in me some values despite the poverty, but I can tell you it was very tough. I remember when I was doing Standard 6, I, I had to wear long trousers to go to high school and I didn't have. I was actually wearing my sister's knickerbocker, which was three quarters high, and I became the joke of the day. Everyone was looking at my trousers and laughing. Mm. But it, I persevered and I could have run away from school and work for the farmers full time, but I always had this age of saying that... Uh, where I find myself today should not be what defines me tomorrow. And um, it has always been me, and, uh, uh, and that's how I've approached things. And it wasn't easy. When I went to vets, and I, you won't believe this, it was for the first time I was taught proper English. Hmm. And, um, and not only that, it was too difficult for me to understand because well, for the first time I was taught by a white person. And hmm. I had a Professor Hammond took who used to call me the pink shirt boy because I used to wear pink shirt a lot. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and he liked point, pointing at me and asking me for my comments. I just couldn't hear what he was saying because he was speaking with a heavy American accent. So I will go to class and write the date and not actually make notes because I couldn't hear what the man was saying. <laughs> and I had to go and read on my own and it was quite difficult. The first time I wrote his assignment, I spent eight weeks preparing for it and funny enough I got 49%. I was so demented about it and I went to him and asked him what happened. He said to me, uh, in actual fact he could have given me less but because it's, I'm a first year student, it's my first assignment, he just didn't want to discourage me further. Mm-hmm. The second assignment I wrote, I got 90% hmm. and it took me two weeks to prepare for it. Hmm. So. I went back to him and I said, what happened now? And he said to me, it's not about how long you read, it's about how you structure your thoughts. And nope. it, it, the mm-hmm. second assignment was structured properly and yes. that's how it should work. And from that onwards, I never looked backwards. A multi-million uh, brand company that you have, uh, very successful. Um, what is your advice to youngsters out there that want to make it to the top? Uh, look, my advice is very simple. Uh, it's that you have to be dedicated, committed, and disciplined. Um, it's all well and easy to say that, but you need to really try your best uh, to stay focused and disciplined. Uh, and it is possible. And what is interesting is that um, I see this nomination as a way of saying that South Africa is slowly moving in the right direction. I can tell you now, I mean, uh, 20 years ago, this will not happen mm-hmm. and I think it's a sign that we are moving in the right direction we may be moving slowly but we're getting there and um, we will get there and with the resolve of all South Africans working together to make things happen